live from the He Doesn't Want to Get Us podcast studios. It's a post Super Bowl pre Valentine's Day edition of Business Pants. Who? Oh. Wow, we're doing a lot of things. Featuring BS Maestro Matt Muscardi. That's Board Saber Metrics, people. Board Saber Metrics Maestro Matt Muscardi. In today's ESG-friendly bag of delight called February 13th, 2023, NFL woke stuff, Super Bowl commercials, and Valentine's Day wishes to our favorite board power couples. Ooh, I do like that. That's I found some... Power couples. Our, the audience is correct to applause for once. Yeah. I dug into our data, board saber metrics data, and I, I kind of found some interesting things. I found some interesting uh, data metrics. Like love? Yeah, it just... Do anyway. we have a metric for love? That I, would be I, I kind of do. I kind of do. We'll see what I like we think this. later. All right. Well, I board saber metriced the commercials good. as well. So we oh, good. Do that. So for, all, yeah. for, for that one person in the universe who may be a board saber metrics fan... This is for you. <laughs> well, that that eliminates a lot of the universe. Yeah. Are we ready for this? Uh, ooh. That's all we can okay, do. Okay, We're going to get sued if we do a second more than that. Before we get into the show, and this is just uh, highlights from all the woke ESG highlights from the Super Bowl, from the NFL Super Bowl. I got to tell you. This is just my perception. Correct me if I'm wrong. The game seemed, despite the fact that the game was really close until the end and a lot of scoring, it just seemed lackluster to me. The, the, it the, was really boring. The announcing duo was terrible. Yeah, they were. And boring. in the business news, I, I so this morning I looked at 2,500 different headlines. Okay, that nobody cared about the Super Bowl. It was it was really unusual. Like there were very few headlines. Last the, every other year we've been in business, there's been a just a huge cornucopia of articles in the business news about ads and everything, halftime yeah, shows. Yeah. Uh, what happened, Matt? Nobody cares anymore. Um, well, I did get a distinctly America America vibe from this Super Bowl where they anti woke washed everything. All right, like let's just it get felt you with like. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It just it felt like it was it was supposed to be sanitized. And uh, it was. It well, let's get sanitized. to it then. Here are my observations. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's start with the, the NFL. Let's just start about let's talk about NFL things, because there were two there are two things going on. The, the NFL made its own decisions about woke ESG stuff. Right. They did do. Some and then of that, Fox, yeah. uh, f- the Fox Corporation, who broadcast the game, made its own decisions. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. I'm going to focus on the NFL first uh for the first time in 57 super bowls matt both teams started a black quarterback oh well it's nice in a league where the majority of the players are black that first time ever i know it's a little psychotic <laughs> uh I-, I was looking at npr had an article 12 years ago cam newton was drafted by the carolina panthers a black quarterback cam newton i'm not going to go into the horrible details but let's just say we're 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 only twelve years removed from horrible old white man owner like weird cringy racist creepy Wait, dial yeah. it back uh, yeah Th- that's still okay. what we have <laughs> they just don't have news stories all about right. it now uh, number two observation there was an all female flyover the Na- navy pilots all female that's a cho- again that's an NFL choice what do we feel about that I love like it. well I mean. It was the military, which is typically anti-woke, 
and it was all female, so which is typically woke, yeah. ESG related. What is that? Well, the, this is where it gets confusing. How do I feel about that? Because the military, well, the military now is branded as sort of ESG loving now. Oh yeah, right. Uh, let's stay with the military. There was a Pat Tillman Award, uh, which went to a very diverse slate of candidates. Now, I remind the audience that the NFL is going through its own diversity lawsuits. So I, I'm wondering if all these decisions were because of that. Oh, uh, a but look, we gave that random award to some diverse people. And, and in, a, in a fit of just wonderful woke washing from the NFL, let's not forget that Pat Tillman is the so-called like hero NFL player who left the NFL to join the military after 9/11. He he's um, the guy who died of friendly fire, so it was a yeah, it was a US military own goal, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Uh he reportedly became passionately anti-war after joining the war. Oh. He's actually a very deep uh he's no longer with us, a very deep uh, intellectual dude but became very anti, uh, you know, U.S. imperial military, anti-war, anti-Iraq. Uh, okay, I'm just saying NFL. I, I it's a weird I, hero you choose. <laughs> like, I'm just saying you're, it's very confusing. You're, ruining the, you're ruining the image. There are statues of that guy. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, here's oh, here's all the woke, more woke stuff. There was a black, there's now a black national anthem, Matt. This is the third year in a row. It's, it's a really? song called Lift Every Voice and Sing. It was a rallying cry during the civil rights movement. Uh, this year it was sung by an actress. The reason why I bring it up is because there's already, there was a, a, a Republican Lauren Boebert tweeted out, America only has one national anthem. Why is the NFL trying to divide us by playing multiple? Do football not wokeness? Yeah, except that, mm -hmm. Lauren, Yeah, they play like 45 songs before. They, like yeah. all, like they, it's like, 12 America songs before yes, you start the national anthem. Absolutely true, because there's already been multiple anthems, because there's the one for like hippies like me, like uh, America the Beautiful, which I like. Yeah. That was sung by a black man, <laughs> Babyface. Uh, and then there was but, the white, there's the white national anthem, which was sung by uh, a, a cowboy, uh, what do you call it, country singer named Chris Stapleton. Yeah, yeah. Is that he the was very American. <laughs> they talk about they talk about bombs, and I, it feels very white to me. I never like. I, I always found this song to be quite disturbing. It's a stupid song. It's time to move on from that song. <laughs> How dare you, Lauren Boebert? Somewhere does is is pulling her hair out. And here's where I'm going to introduce my conspiracy theory. Uh, during the, the white national anthem, the Eagles head coach was seen ridiculously crying, like big fat <laughs> tears dropping yeah, from his face that. right yeah it was awkward now yeah. i think the nfl at that point was like wait a minute uh we can't uh, we can't have like a, a white national anthem loving guy win the super bowl so at the very end of the super bowl matt they threw in this obnoxious ridiculous penalty that basically assured the chiefs would win the game simply because he because cried he cried at, at the, the white national anthem, national anthem. <laughs> because they're trying to do woke washing they're trying to win this diversity lawsuit I'm gonna. I'm gonna. As you, you've <laughs> yeah. done a lot of conspiracy theories yeah, on the show. It's my best. That might be the closest to reality. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> halftime, Rihanna. Uh, it was the halftime performance. She was the halftime singer. First of all, pregnant. That that had to rile up a lot of anti ESG people. A pregnant woman. That's a that's an awfully yeah, provocative symbol, don't you think? A black pregnant woman. 
I mean, like we shouldn't she have been on maternity leave already? Like when she's pregnant, we don't we don't want to see her her parts. Whatever like, you say, Matt, it's just not excellent. It's not a merit based system, right? We should have had at not. least Taylor Swift. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that when she was on this floating platform yeah. where she was dancing on a floating mm-hmm. platform, they actually had a cable so that she didn't fall off the floating platform. That's not excellence. Excellence, no. she would be untethered. And if she fell off, then that's because she's not good at her job. That's- I, I, I'm pretty sure that Strive Asset Management tweeted out this morning that excellence would have been Kid Rock. That would have been the appropriate halftime show. Kid Rock. That's right. That just makes me tired. Uh, also, the anti-ESG crowd was upset at Rihanna because uh, I guess she's not a Trump fan and Trump called her uh, talentless, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Okay, so so really? here's all the... There's just so many fun woke wars, ESG wars going on. Uh, what culture else? Culture wars are everywhere. It's possible. Uh, now we can move on to the Fox portion of it. Uh, this is the business pants portion of it. Uh, our very own Money Whisperer pointed out that she saw Elon Musk sitting by Rupert Murdoch in the crowd. Oh, and you had a conspiracy yeah, theory. I did see that. What, what was your conspiracy theory? Let the lady finish screaming because it's terrifying. What was um, your stupid idea? I think Fox is going to buy Twitter. That's that's your thought? Just just because he's sitting thought. by an old man. Well, I mean, it's the old man, first of all. And what is Fox missing in their empire of media? They're missing a social media component entirely. True. Uh, so here's what not? Elon Musk did not see but because he was sitting at the stadium. There was a Super Bowl attack ad, uh, a, a commercial showing a Tesla slamming into two child-sized mannequins in a stroller. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> that was down the autopilot, right? That was just yes. like, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Disney. Disney celebrated its 100 years in business and uh, 7,000 layoffs with a Super Bowl victory lap. They debuted a, a, a commercial uh, celebrating 100 years. Uh, uh, well, they, a 90-second commercial. The, some some of the money they got from the layoffs. Right. right. <laughs> I look. I don't. I don't have the populist math in here because I'm not too clear about this. But I believe it was a 90-second commercial. Is that right? And it. I and think the, that's correct. Yeah. And the 30-second ad times are roughly six million dollars for 30 seconds. So you're right. Yeah. This 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 is money saved from layoffs. Yeah, there was 450 million dollars that'll be saved from the layoffs. They they spent roughly. I don't know, about 5% of that on this commercial. Here's what I want to ask you, Matt. Uh, there's a quote from Bob Iger, uh, Kendall Bob Iger, about this commercial. And I want to ask you, is this the first anti-ESG, anti-woke dog whistle? Is this the first of its kind? Let me tell you what the quote is. He's, here's what he said. He says, Ooh. it is remarkable to look back at Walt Disney's legacy and his passionate pursuit of excellence. Ooh. And and n- not only is this an anti-ESG dog whistle, Will Strive take credit for this quote? No, they. I haven't seen the press release in which they took credit for the layoffs yet okay. and say they got everything they want. But um, Bob Iger mm-hmm. is is doing a victory lap right now for like because apparently even Ron DeSantis who'd like clawed back the Disneyland. Mm-hmm. There's now literally, some compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little bit there's they're compromising on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it begs the question, This was this ever about excellence or did they all hate a bald man? Was that really what it was? It's just they hate bald men. I think we know the answer to, to that. I think we question. do, yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, betting uh, 20%, 50, 50 uh, million American adults 
bet on the Super Bowl sixteen billion dollars. That's a sixty-one percent increase from last year. I just I don't know. What the, I got nothing to say about that. I'm just throwing that one out there. Uh, finally, before we go over to you, Matt, uh, commercials. We talked about the Tesla commercial where Tesla is sort of lovingly slamming into children. Uh, M and M's. M and we yeah. focus a lot about on M and M's uh, on this show. Yeah, and, it's ninety percent of our conversation. Yes, and what we thought. That M&M's was killing its uh, female M&M characters because Tucker Carlson got angry. But as it yeah. turns out, they, they're not. It was all a dupe. It's all a, a, a big fake out. They said that Maya Rudolph was going to be the spokesperson replacing the M&M candies. But then they announced that they're back, that they're and that they're 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 never they're I, it, the whole thing is just a, a, a it makes my well, head spin. But I'm glad I'm just glad that it, it, it keeps going. Yep. The, they add they added more diversity to the M and M's because the M and M's uh-huh. there were like what six colors and sure. two women, right? Like, and you could tell the women because they were wearing heels. Yeah, and they so, were sexier. So, and and they were they, all they did was sexy talk, right? Yeah. So they. The controversy was the green M and M. They gave the green M and M sort of like high heeled boots. No, instead. they yeah they lowered her heels to more modern, like kind of like a sneaker heel almost. And but they didn't do anything else, and that was enough to get Tucker Carlson because they were less sexy. He found that to be woke. He found that now they still have the brown M and M that's wearing heels. They still yes, have the yes. sexy heeled M and M. So we're still objectifying brown people apparently um as sex objects i wouldn't go that far well the green people now we don't <laughs> objectify in the same way yeah. um and then they had to pull the ad and they added maya rudolph and what did they do they reintroduced the ad with the purple m&m yeah it's back is it's all back woman it's all back and now and now it's like seven m&ms and three of them are women it's i'm calling this board diversity i'm I saying love we're this. creeping our way up to 30 percent of women on boards. unfortunately m&m's the company by, by boards i mean candy m&m fake boards correct me if i'm wrong mars company they're privately is it a private company they are unfortunately company, it's not correct. under our purview you but i love you mars Co- yeah Mark. Well not played. only do i love you for this for for all this woke m&m fun but on the same day there was this headline matt m&m's maker find after two factory workers fall into a chocolate tank <laughs> <laughs> i just i mean how, what's there not to love about this company that is called that isn't that called the 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 Friday news dump. It's yes. like you when Absolutely. you're distracted, they they drop the other <laughs> piece of news. <laughs> so that's all I got. That's my woke NFL Fox Corporation look into the Super Bowl. What do you got? I like all of that. That was great. Yeah. Um, and I'm confused simultaneously, so it worked. <laughs> all right. Here's what I have. These yeah. are Super Bowl ad sabermetrics. Board sabermetrics on Super Bowl ads. All right. Yeah. Only available here. Only available. You can only get this data here. If you want this data, I'll send you the data. There, during the game, there were 37 entities yeah. who aired 49 ads totaling about 32, almost, just under 33 minutes. Wow. So you, you spent 33 full minutes watching ads. To be fair, I spent like more. about 15 of those minutes in my kitchen like loading up on more heinous snacks. True. Um, 30 of the companies that aired ads, and these are mostly the prominent ads. There, mm-hmm. I think there are actually more, but these are the prominent ones that okay. I can get my hands on. Yep. 30 of the companies were publicly traded. Um, and uh, just in case you were wondering if the most American of sporting events was a pure America fest, uh-huh. fully one minute out of every five minutes of ads you watched, 
was from an EU-based company. Oh, from is that a right? Socialist company really? from, in Europe. Yeah, so that's I didn't even true. notice. Um, See, that's how they're uh, getting to you. They don't. They they don't even like. It's subliminal, right? It's, it's you it's don't creep. even know, it's right? Like, because yeah. they'll show you like a Jeep commercial without telling you that Stellantis, the European conglomerate, oh. actually owns Jeep. Do you so think, they, they don't do tell you, you that? Do you think Stellantis sent that commercial to Fox Corporation in a balloon over the Atlantic, a big white oh. balloon? <laughs> they put the <laughs> but VHS it was a tape in with the... an American flag on it, so <laughs> they were confused, so they accepted right. it. Um, I did a quick, a rough view of like the types of ads here. And 53%, it won't surprise you to know that 53% of the ad time was designed to either make you fat or distracted. It right, that's our drugs category here at Business Drugs here and, at Free Float. and drugs. snack foods is yep. basically what it was. Mm-hmm. Streaming um, and, and Doritos. Yep. Here are your real Sabermetric stats, your person okay. stats, your board Sabermetrics. There are 313 people. On the boards, running the company. I love this. By, by the way, this ads. is great. I don't know why okay. everyone wouldn't uh, use board metrics. I love this. Keep going. I mean, like, it's fascinating to me who delivered the ads, yeah. not what companies, but who. Exactly. 17% of those people were founders, CEOs, or family members. Um, okay. So they basically were lords of the companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 35% of the board members were women. Okay, but that's aligned really with the biggest companies in America, no? That's true. Yeah. Um, but here's the surprising part. It's not just that 35% were women. These women actually had some power. Oh. The, our, our, we have a gender uh, power gap metric. Yeah. Only we do. Only we do. Where we look at the power that women have on the boards mm-hmm. relative to the percentage of women that are on those mm-hmm. boards. There was an average power gap of negative 8%. So there was still a power gap. But it was a small power. It was half the power gap of um, the global companies. So global slightly, average. slightly more powerful women. They had more powerful women, and forty-three percent of the company mm-hmm. had board parity, meaning the woman that was on the board had as much power as a percentage. I like it. That's imp- that's what one are of we, the more impressive things. What are we saying here then about the about the this with the Super Bowl? What, are you making some kind of a? Is there a takeaway? My what, takeaway what, what are the bullet is that, points? that it, if you like these ads and yes. found them to be like um, woke or ESG related, uh, part of that might be because women were mostly had power to make calls right. on these companies, okay, on, like the, this. Uh, yeah, on like the this. things that um, you saw. Um, they are also young, Ooh. young boards were a- advertised at the Super Bowl. Our influence weighted age was 60 years old, which. Okay. The average age of boards is 65, 66. All right, so okay. These are skewed younger. In fact, yeah. the youngest board was Squarespace. That makes sense. Squares, that, which makes some sense. The yeah. oldest boards were the things that you don't want to buy. They were Skechers and Oracle. <laughs> I did I, the ads. I did have that thought seeing Grandpa Snoop Dogg selling Skechers. Like, what is happening here? Why, who just, is this old man selling these I'm weird just sneakers? I'm telling you. That's yeah. what it was. They, that, that's probably part <laughs> Nobody why. Nobody likes In Oracle, fact, I agree. Um, uh, Oracle had the oldest board member, Naomi mm-hmm. Seligman, who's yep. 84 years Good young. Good for her. And Oracle also had the next two oldest board right? members. Yeah, George Conrads and Leon Panetta. Okay. Um, uh, the average board tenure, the people who like sitting on these companies have been sitting around on these companies for seven and a half years on average. And 44 of the people on these boards are dinosaurs. They've been there for 15 years or more. 14% okay. of the board members were dinosaurs. But here's where it gets fun for me. Yeah, tell because me. America is the land of democracy. True. It's where everybody has an equal vote. 
right? Mm, one sure. person, one vote. Kind of, yes. If you're not a brown person who can't get access to the actual right. polls. Or if you're right? electing the president. Sure. Um, only 16% of the boards, according to our data, are truly independent. Ah. So the, the of the 30 companies that aired these, yeah. um, almost uh, only 16% of them don't have highly interconnected boards with a low consolidation uh, co consolidation of influence mm -hmm. and a lack of sort of a family or founder presence. So basically, there's a handful of boards where it's like duly elected, not dual class, equally powerful board members sitting on them. The rest of them are basically a bunch of old white men who make decisions overall. Uh, probably why that, that company's put an ad at the Super Bowl in the first place, right? Because yeah, to, yeah. So you don't pay attention. Yeah. Two of the directors, only two of the 313 were pure terrible. Okay, and by the way, this is something you could definitely only find here at Free Float. 100%. So Candace Beinecke of Paramount mm -hmm. sure. um, Global and Alexander Wynance. Okay. Um uh, of Uber mm -hmm. measured as weak. Uh, against this is the bottom quartile pr performance. It's hard okay. to do this yeah. actually. This doesn't yeah, you don't that see much. it very often. Bottom quartile performance for CEO pay, total shareholder return, worker productivity, and carbon emissions. All now, four of them. All wow. four of them. Wow. All four measured weak. Yeah. If you're voting out, um, voting for excellence, you do not vote for these people. That's, okay, I won't so, vote for them. Um, and uh, our metrics suggest, as a final like takeaway. Mm -hmm. No one had more influence than Jesus. Well, that's, yeah, that's clear. 100% influence on of True. the Jesus ads. I would say more, maybe. I would say more. 6% of the ad time, mm -hmm. he's 2,000 years old and he has 1,950 years of tenure. So, <laughs> wait, what? Uh, wait, when did his tenure start? Was it not just right at birth? No, no, his tenure doesn't start until like a few years after he dies because okay. then people oh, right, are like, of course, oh, you you're know, right. And he well, dies he's when he's like 30-ish, right? Don't say mm -hmm. he dies. People are not comfortable with that thought. He dies and he's risen again. Yeah, but I just don't know. be careful. <laughs> People are not comfortable with Jesus. I'm just dead. saying his tenure is a little bit shorter than his lifespan. That's it. That's All what right, we I love got. It. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. the Super Bowl. Before we get out of here, let, because we uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, we'll be running a corporate theater. That's yeah, not very Valentine's Day-esque music. Yeah, well, this is You could have done yeah. better than that. No, I don't have Valentine's. I don't really have love music. Uh, I wanted to just uh, squeeze out a few Valentine's Day stats from our data. Don't our say board, squeeze out. Yeah, our board sabermetrics <laughs> uh, uh, toothpaste data. Here we go. <laughs> I looked at the largest cap U.S. companies. So I looked at the largest companies, essentially the vaguely the S&P 500, the biggest companies in the U.S., Matt, out of those companies, there are 60 companies with bromance sets of 25 years or more. That's, sil wow. that's a silver anniversary, okay? So, so that's 60 companies. And out of those 60 companies, uh, that's 155 directors that, that form these bromances. Only seven of those 155 directors are women. No, it's not so it's, they are bromances. Yeah. Let's, let's be okay. clear. Yeah, okay. Correct. And some of those yeah. women are family members, so they're not really, they're, they're, you know, they're there for other reasons, let's just say. Uh, here's where it gets interesting. I'm not, I think I have to beep you for that, by the way. Uh, yeah, here's where it gets interesting. There are no, first of all, there are zero long-term cis-mances. It's only bromances. It's only bromances. It. Okay. okay. 
The average influence of each one of these directors is is at 22%. So they control 22% of the influence on the board. But, but even more, even more importantly, the average bromance influence uh, is 56%. The, the, me, the median is 67%. So what I'm trying to tell you is that these, these power couples, and sometimes it's two, three, four dudes together, right? They control... Over half of the board that they sit wow. on these, these love, these That's love a, couples. That is a, some bro love. This right? is so, this is the greatest <laughs> Valentine's Day stats I've ever heard. I was anywhere. I was kind of blown away by this. Uh, I, again, the average bromance influence is fifty six percent. Do you think they send each other Valentine's cards? They I mean, should because <laughs> they've been together for so long. Because they at these sixty companies, really, they control the air in the room. Let's just, I mean, I'm just telling you, they just, yeah, they control. They, they are the ones who walk in and set the temperature to 59 degrees on the thermostat. That's their power. That's how much power they have. No one can change that. The greatest bromance is at Regeneron Pharmaceuticals, where five dudes have been there for the last 28 years together. Uh, <laughs> Holy moly. Let's jump ahead. I have a bunch of other data. If you want, if you want this data, again, reach out to us, but um, I'll jump ahead the f for 40 year anniversary, that's Ruby. 40 year anniversary is a company, board of directors, bromances. There are only eight companies, of course, zero women. And and once again, they control over half of the board influence. Wow. And finally, only one gold anniversary, Matt. Uh, only one gold, gold bromance board anniversary. And that's at O'Reilly Automotive, the O'Reilly ah. brothers. The O'Reilly well, brothers. Well, okay, the brothers. But. But there is the and the Ruby, there is the company that there there's the there's one company that you have here in your notes mm -hmm. yeah. that it's worth saying and this is Danaher Corporation. Okay, it's a Ruby Trio. Yep. You know what we were told by one of our clients? No, tell me. They own Danaher and they told us we ride winners. So I think what they meant to say is they was ride the we trio. Ride Ruby Love. That's they, what they meant to say. Well, they ride the throuple we, at Danaher. And to be, and to be clear, the reason why I'm pointing this out is that these long-term bromances on these boards, they control the influence on the boards. Even if it's as small as two people, yeah. they control that's, half more than half the influence. Just That's yeah. a lot of love they show their own yeah, company. Absolutely. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's this, Day. This is the greatest. They're, first of all, that was... Business pants, and that's Damien. I'm at. There is nowhere else in the <laughs> universe that you can get. Hope not. Saber metrics on the people who brought you Super Bowl ads next to how much love and bromance there is for Valentine's Day on boards. Not just There's love, but else. power, man. Power. There's nowhere love else. And power. So if you like that, come back for more. Ask us for the data on this. Otherwise, there's a corporate theater players tomorrow. There's Woke Wednesday. Woke Wednesday. We have some big news out of Woke Wednesday. We, we might have a had a future presidential oh, candidate God. on our Save show. It. Save it for Wednesday. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. Until then, goodbye. Bye.